What's up, everybody? Welcome to Catch the Craze Live. I'm your host with the most Sam the Crazy Man Vera tonight. Uh, I will be flying this ship solo as George is still. Um, I think he'll be coming back from Chicago sometime tomorrow. But tonight we're going to be talking to uh, a return guest, Michael Earthbest Gotti. We're going to be talking about what he's been doing in 2022 and what his plans he has for 2023. So let's get it. <laughs> What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kids the Craze. I don't have the beat. Yo, George is not here, but there's the beat anyway. Let's do this. What's up, Aurelis in the house? Merry Christmas. Yay! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So, um, again, like I said earlier today, we're going to be talking to uh, a return guest, uh, Michael Earth Best Gotti. Um, and we're going to be talking about um, his books. Um, you know, hype of feline ninja heroes. We're going to be talking about his plans for 2023, lessons learned in 2022, and a whole lot more. And um, so, uh, again, everybody out there, Merry Christmas to you all. And New Year's is creeping right around the corner. And next week, next week, man, it's crazy. Next week, we're going to be having a party. Duty is throwing a party, and we're going to be launching book number four. Gotcha. Right here on Cast the Craze Live on Kickstarter. I'm excited about this. And uh, I got one of the proof. This is the proof from the homage cover. They didn't send me the other proof. Um, I was on the phone with them today. I was like, yo, dude, I ordered these proofs December 5th. Printers are having a tough time. But uh, yeah, so here is the proof for the homage cover. Look at how beautiful that looks, man. Look at that. That is crazy. And then let me see, give you a little sneaky, 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 sneaky on the inside. Boom, we got some stuff going on in there because so, there's stuff going on in there, but I'm excited about this. And again, if you backed any of the campaigns, you come back this time for a physical tier and you make a physical pledge January 3rd when, uh, when we go live, you're going to get this free, this enamel pin. Boom, this official. This is the, the pin that started it all. This is the image that started off with Duty um, when I was driving to the Lincoln Tunnel and Duty introduced himself to me. He says, hi, I'm Duty from Uranus. And I was like, what did you say to me? What did you say to me? And uh, so, uh, and that's what it started with. And that was the first image I illustrated. And uh, um, so that's the iconic classic one. And it's only as a thank you for you return backers. So you come back, you pledge, you get a physical copy, you get this. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and anybody out there who's backed the campaign, read the books, love the books. If you, if, uh, you know, during the live launch, we're going to be sharing some photos from some of our super fans if you have a video um, um, a testimonial or written testimonial, some selfies with, with the shirts, with the books, send it to us because we want to play it during the live show. It's going to be fun. And um, so we just want to celebrate with everybody. It's a milestone. This is book number four. And you know what's funny? I just finished illustrating page 21 for book number five. So this Kickstarter is number four. And I just finished. I'm almost, book five will be done um, this weekend. Uh, and it'll be in George's hands to start lettering. So that's how ahead of the curve I am. And then book five doesn't come out to the summer because the graphic novel, the first volume comes out in April, April 4th. Mark your calendars. April 4th is for the graphic novel of Disney in my toilet. And uh, so I'm ahead of the curve. So by the time summer comes around, I probably have about eight books already ready to go. Um, and so that's for me, it's huge, especially because I've, I'm going back to work and I go back to work next week. So I'm trying to be ahead of the curve because now I have to balance my schedules um, to be able to accomplish those things. But I'm excited. I'm hoping that you're excited. 
and um, you know, lots, lots coming on. And I just want to say, in the past three weeks, I had over a hundred people subscribe to my art channel. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who subscribed to my art channel. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I didn't think in 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 three weeks that I'd get that many people. Um, yesterday, I had fifteen people subscribe in one day. You know, it was like, whoa. Am I like, did they think I'm Elvis or something? But uh, it's fantastic. I'm excited about it. So check out The Art of Samuel if you haven't done it already on YouTube. Um, I got some great videos. And you're going to want to check out the Sunday's video. Sunday's video, it's uh, basically, um, I have a problem um, with uh, coming up with space and storage in my closet for my art and my books and my inventory. And so I come up with a solution. So you're going to watch me from start to finish, figure out for $27.99 how I solved that problem. So all you guys and girls out there that are struggling with how do you store your stuff, especially because my closet's like, I think like three feet by three feet. I don't know. It's not, it's not that big. So how do I get more space? So, you know, check out that video every Sunday. There's a new video and it seems like the DIY videos are the most popular ones on my channel. So uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, so a lot's to come and we're gearing up for our 500th episode anniversary. 500 episodes. That's just crazy. We are 11 episodes away from 500. And so we're going to put a contest out there to you guys. Um, if you can come up with a dance to our theme openings, theme song to cast the craze or a rap, a, your own rap to our theme song to cast the craze, enter for a chance to win. We're going to be raffling off hoodies. We're going to be raffling off, um, T-shirts, a whole lot of stuff. So here's an opportunity for you to win some cool swag. Send us your best, um, you know, Cast the Craze opening dance or opening, you know, song or skit to and uh, and help us celebrate on. Uh, and we'll have the date. Um, we're just counting um, when we're going to do it because now that I'm working, we're going to figure out what's that going to look like. Um, so we're excited about that as well. Um, so again, if you're new to this channel, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, if you, uh, um, check out getyourmeds.com, George Medina's website, getyourmeds.com. Um, and that's where you can get his books, Rush 5377. You can get, um, what is it? Uh, Wonder Duck, The Adventures of Wonder Duck and all the other cool swag that George has on Get Your Meds. And don't forget to visit dutiesworld.com. But most importantly, if you haven't done so already, sign up for Disney in my toilet. Um, we launch next week, Tuesday night. Crazy. It's crazy how time flies. It's like, shh. you know, when you were young, when I was young, time stood still. Time stood still. I didn't even think about time. All I knew, the only time I was thinking about time is when I was in school. And it's like, oh, man, when's that bell going to ring? Because me and my friends going to go play. You know, we went and we played Scully. We played, uh, we played Wiffle Ball. We played Hide and Seek, Manhunt. You know, we played basketball. And the day went on forever. And then as soon as you become an adult, they fast forward that clock on you. It's like, come on, come on. You know what it is? We didn't have responsibilities. That's what it is. You know, I think when you get older, you get responsibilities and you just feel like you never have enough time to catch up. It's no bueno, no bueno. I know I got to talk to whoever controls that clock. You got to slow that bad boy down. But uh, yeah, so uh, without further ado, we're going to bring in our guest. Since I don't have George today, we're not doing the get your med segment. We're going to bring in our guest right now and we're going to start chatting it up. Hello. Welcome, back. Welcome, back. <laughs> Welcome back, Carter. Hello. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's, it's great to be back, man. <laughs> I'm trying a new angle, so it looks like I'm looking slightly over from the camera. The camera's like directly in my face, but my TV is slightly above it. So <laughs> uh, let's see. Who's in there? What's up, Hail? Hail nerds. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? So before we talk about, you know, your books on Amazon and all that other stuff, um, yeah. let's talk about your journey in 2022, right? And some of the lessons you've learned in 2022 in comics and 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 what was going to be different from 2022 and 2023 for you. So let's go look back. How did 2022 yeah. start up for you? Did you achieve everything you set out to do? What you did you with some of the hurdles and some of the learnings? Um, you know, I start off every year thinking I have a good plan and then it completely changes by the end of the year. <laughs> uh, I had this plan of like, 
when I did my, I did a Kickstarter at the beginning of the year for, for book three, which transformed into volume one, because I was thinking, um, I was like, well, you know, last year, uh, people were a little confused about, well, this is book one, this is book two. So what if I just make it one convenient book, right? right. Well, I went to a couple show, I went to a convention this year um, with the book one or the volume one rather. Um, and <laughs> because I only had one product to sell, people kind of just didn't really, um, care <laughs> essentially. It was like, it's like, you don't have enough products on your table. They're like, well, this guy's just not, not really that serious. You know? <laughs> so it's like, right. so I thought I was, uh, making things less complicated and I actually made it worse. <laughs> so, uh, but that was like, it was like the beginning of the year. That was my plan. It was like, all right, book three, I'm going to fund that. And then, then once I have book three, I'll also do volume one. And then in the middle of my Kickstarter or towards the end of it, I was like, you know what? Everybody who backed book three is getting volume one. I'm just going to make this right. easier for myself. And that and the cost of printing was going up. So I was like, I think it's technically cheaper to print it all as one book. <laughs> so right. I did that too. But, and then the end of the year, I, decided to actually go backwards and now i'm actually cutting up every chapter that was in volume one into individual comics the whole thing i cut the whole my whole shtick was well i'm not doing individual comic titles because that way you get hyper feeling ninja heroes animal teens and super steak in one book now i'm actually separating them and <laughs> making them individual comics <laughs> so it's like so, yeah oh. So why the first decision and then what led to the second? Um, so originally I was, it was, it was probably just the way I wrote it and um, not every like ish chapter, so to speak, had enough pages to really print. Like, I think there are a few chapters that are only like five or six or maybe eight pages long. Whereas, and then the majority of them are like, you know, between 15 and 20. Um, so I was like, well, if I were to cut up, it's kind of like there's not really enough to the, the minimum page count is like 20 or something. Right. So it's like, I guess I'll combine them together. And that was what kind of created the first book. It was like, it was like chapter one and two, which was one hyper feeling Ninja heroes episode and one animal teens episode. Um, but now I found a printer that doesn't have a minimum page count. So now I am, creating a, a comic book that's like five, six pages long and saying, yeah, this is the first issue of Animal Teens, you know? <laughs> and uh, what led to that was pretty much the cost of printing. Um, the printer I was using for the volume one, they, they decided to charge 10 cents per page per copy that if you don't buy more than 10, if you don't buy, if you buy less than 10 copies right. and I'm just like, and I, I literally cut pages out, like I cut out a lot of the extra stuff, like the art and the advertisements and stuff that I was putting in there just for extras. And you make this like a really nice book, you know, right. and decreasing the because the cost had gone up so high, the the decreased page count still cost me as much as it did before <laughs> because it had gone up so high. <laughs> so it was like, all right. I got to find a new printer, number one. And number two, maybe I ought to, I should have probably just done what everybody else is doing and do individual books and not be a weirdo. So <laughs> the, just, average, the average page, page count per issue is what? Uh, average, I want to say on average, is about 15, 20 pages. Okay. And why go that route rather than your traditional 24 page count? Um, mainly because, well, number one, it's, it's kind of aimed at a younger demographic. Um, so the, the pages are, are, it's also a six by nine. So they're a little bit bigger than your average mm -hmm. page. Um, and the way the, the way the art works is like kind of, kind of just fits up the page. So it's like the stories probably, it probably could stretch out to more pages, but the way I, the way I, uh, you know, put it in, um, like the size of the book rather, uh, kind of works out that way. Right. So now have you considered you know, doing it as a web comic, build, a, build an audience around it before you went to actual physical print. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm kind of trying to fiddle around with right now. Like right now I put it on Kindle. Um, 
I'm gonna I, I'm I'm on Global Comics, but I'm I have to rearrange things on there as well because I put it on there back before and I haven't really touched it since. And um, I did already try Webtoons, but that doesn't seem to really work out for regular comics. That's really more of a manga thing, I've noticed. Um, but I am trying different things, and um, I do have. I mean, it's it's available for Kindle, but I mean it is. I mean it's available print, but it's. I'm only mostly like kind of advertising the Kindle right now, right? Um, because I've learned that the physical copies sell better when I'm in person at like conventions and stuff than they do like from internet sales or internet folks. <laughs> right, right. So where are other outside of Amazon? Um, are you with Lulu? Is that your printer? Lulu's Lulu's the printer right now. It was the book patch, but like I said, they went way up and. Strangely enough, Lulu is actually the printer I started with. The very first time I ever printed anything was Lulu, and they changed their UI um, in 2020, and I didn't like it. And so I, that was what caused me to switch to the book patch in the first place, and then I ended up going back to them because the price went up. So it's kind of funny how things work out like that. Like I said, I have a plan at the beginning of the year, and it completely goes in a different direction by the end of the year. So what was uh, – so? Talk about the lessons learned from these plans, you know. So what, based on 2022, you went in there gung-ho. Things, some things didn't work out the way you wanted it to. 23 is yeah. around the corner. You know what happens in 2020. The new year comes. Everybody has these resolutions. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I don't believe in resolutions. But um, what do you plan on doing differently? Um, and what was some of the lessons you learned from 2022? Um. Well, 2023, I'm calling it a backing up year. I'm planning on um, kind of focusing on on building my my like repertoire of, of issues like to have so that when I do hit the shows again, the conventions again, I'll have multiple products. So I'm pretty much going to be focusing on kind of building that that stockpile of comics because now that I am doing the separate thing um, and I'm probably not going to hit any conventions. Um, I do plan on having a Kickstarter probably midsummer, um, just to kind of catch up on paying my artist. And cause by the fall, this next run, what I'm calling, what I would have been calling book four, which the way I'm, the way I'm naming things is mostly for me at this point, cause it's completely confusing for everybody else at this point. But what I'm calling book four, uh, should be completed by the end, by like the end of September this, of 2023. So I figure a Kickstarter closer to that would, uh, would be good. And, um, my Kickstarters generally do well. Um, so that would kind of help me catch up with paying my artists and everything. Right. And I know that you did an impromptu last minute. You, I mean, I think it was the most riskiest thing I've ever seen, but you decided that you wanted to go last minute, no announcement, no pre-planning. Yeah. How did that work out for you? <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> it was, I fell flat on my face. Uh, you know, this is, you know, when they say don't drink and drive or friends don't let friends text drunk. Well, don't make decisions like, like going like green lighting, a, a crowdfunding campaign when you're sick with the flu, because that was what happened with me. I was like, uh prices are rising you know what i'm gonna do it now you know it's like i wasn't drunk per se but essentially that's what I, that's the kind of state of mind i was in <laughs> right you know and unfortunately it's a common mistake that uh, a lot of indies make right yeah. uh, because they just think that because it's a crowdfund that the people are going to come right. and and it doesn't work that way you know you have to attract the people and you need time to build momentum you need time for to communicate so, you know, based on that, what would you, what, you know, you, you talked about spring launching your next Kickstarter. When will you, when, when do you anticipate having your landing page up and how are you planning on getting that information out there to the masses? Yeah. Um, well, I know Kickstarter doesn't really let you go much earlier than like a couple months ahead of time, I think. Um, so I, I mean, I'll, I'll probably be pretty much the beginning of the year. I'll be announced. I'll be talking about it on live streams and stuff. And I'll, I'll definitely go, you know, balls to wall, so to speak, definitely around March, April. Um, and then by the time, by the time it launches, I want to say maybe May or June, 
uh, I should have people ready to know that that's when I'm going, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I'm basically going to take the whole first half of the year to say, yes, I'm doing a kickstart of the summer. Be ready. <laughs> right. Let's do this. <laughs> right. Okay. So now talk about the lessons for 2023. So, you know, what, what, what do you, again, the big thing about evolving, right. Is about, what have we learned and what are we going to avoid and what's going to make the difference? So what do you think is going to be a game changer for you um, that you, you're going to do differently, you know, and you know, what some of the things, what are some of the, 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 the uh, pitfalls that you, you want to share with people to avoid that maybe yeah. you've, you've encountered? Well, uh, definitely like we just talked about, definitely don't go on a whim with a crowdfunding campaign. <laughs> that was probably my biggest mistake this year for sure. Um, I also want to say that, you know, um, when you read about like your first Kickstarter, like a lot of blogs will tell you, you need 10,000 followers. And I made that mistake of focusing heavily on getting followers on Twitter. And somehow some crazy, crazy coincidence, I managed to build up 14,000 followers on Twitter. Um, but I'm pretty sure the majority of them are bots and guess what <laughs> didn't help any of my crowdfunding campaigns at all. No, I'm pretty no. sure I got the majority of people helping me from Facebook. I mean, I I've gained a lot of friends in the comics community just, just, you know, by, by doing things like this and, and talking to people and maybe a lot of my friends are from Twitter, but as far as follower count goes, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it really, really doesn't matter. And I made that mistake maybe not last year, but I made the mistake the first time I did a Kickstarter and I was like, well, and also my, you know, my campaign uh, amount I was trying to raise was 10 K, which was a ridiculous amount to try to raise for your first Kickstarter as well. <laughs> you know, newbie mistakes, but I mean, um, I want um, so, you know, follower count doesn't matter. It, it, you're really, it's really about just being, getting yourself kind of known in the community and the comics community and the art art communities and stuff like that and making connections, you know, that's really more, way more important than followers. Um, I also learned that social media and even crowdfunding to a degree are starting to lose their efficacy. Um, at least for me, I mean, I don't know, you know, I guess if you've already got the popularity, you're probably going to be okay. But for guys that are trying to rise in popularity, it's, it's, it's getting a little bit harder. Um, so I did learn this year that I do think I need to make a more local approach, like in my, my local towns, my local state and that kind of stuff. Whereas the online stuff is good. It's good to have a presence online, but I think um, my focus is probably going to be a little more local for sure. I already kind of started doing that. I think I'm going to continue doing that. I think it'll probably be better, better out for me. Even though I said I'm not doing conventions, I probably will still do some local things as well. Well, localization is the most important process. And we talk about it a lot on Cast the Craze. And it's, it's actually a lot of my diehard um, customers are because I've done conventions and I met them at conventions. Um, and um, which is why my, my um, website does well. It's because of the people you meet, because not only, you know, you attract them, they might be interested, they might see a product, but if you make a connection with them and you establish a rapport, that's last long lasting. And so if you're likable, they want to see you do well. And if they appreciate what you create, they want to support it as well. So it's, it's a relationship where both people get value from that relationship. And that's, what's critical. It's harder online. I get, you know, social media, it's a tool. But uh, followers is, is not what's important to me at all because I get a week between all of my platforms. I get about maybe 20 new followers a week. It's not, it doesn't convert, right? No. So they don't convert to, 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 to customers. It's, yes. um, and so for me, it's when, when I have – what you want to look for is the engagement. Yes. When they, when they start engaging you and talking to you about your, your work and, and you start having those conversations on DMs and, and, and that's when you know that you're cultivating something that's special. But with those thousands of people, I can tell you right now, maybe 1.5% actually supported anything I've done. They either, they either hit follow because they like something they saw, but that's the extent of it, right? Exactly. So don't put too much weight into it. People spend their whole life trying to get followers and mm -hmm. likes and 
that's not important. What's important is the relationship. So if you switch your mindset to relationship, you know, you'll do a lot uh, uh, better um, because, and you'll better to sleep at night because you're not worried about, did I get a light today? No one's looking at my posts. Yeah, exactly. going on. You know what I'm saying? So um, just worry about the content and the relationship building. That's it. Um, so, okay. So, you know, these are the things you're not going to do. 2023. <laughs> I mean, look, a year doesn't, it, 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 everyone puts stock on when, when the new year comes, when the new year comes, the way I look at it is what you do today is most important, yeah. right? So what, what's going to be different for you in your repertoire and your routine that's going to define you in, tw- in the new year to come? Um, well, uh, it's going to be, I'm, I'm already focusing less on like writer's lifts and stuff. I got obsessed with like being on Twitter, just advertise, advertise, advertise. I'm, I'm being a, little, a lot less uh, obsessed. With, I've already started. I'm, I'm a lot less obsessed with that because um, it drives you crazy, man. It drives you crazy. You know, um, I'm also not that I'm like trying to spread out because it's like if you try to if you spread yourself out too thin, you end up crashing in every direction you're trying to go. But I do have I did find a developer on Fiverr to create this little beat up game for me based off Hyper Feeling Ninja Heroes. So um, I'm, I'm doing things to kind of like like uh, supplement the comic. Right. So I've got that. I'm, I'm doing like a comics explained like um type videos of that explain my comics right. on YouTube. Um, just, and I'm going to continue doing different things like that just to kind of create this, you know, uh, create a little more lore and create a little more like stuff to bite into. Cause it's like a little, it's, it's almost like it's, it's hard to get into something if you don't really know anything about it. So like if I put enough information out there that it kind of can kind of give you like, Oh, it seems actually pretty cool. Maybe I will pick up a comic, you know? Just to kind of. So how do you how do you avoid how do you avoid how are you going to avoid spreading yourself then? Because you you just said something that's very important. Yeah. Creatives, as and especially independents, want to do everything. Yeah. Because they because they, they're they're incubators. They have all these ideas, right? So you always have an idea. It's like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. Right. right. So how do you avoid burnout and how do you create a singular focus to allow you to achieve one metric at a time rather than, you know, 20 percent of each metric? Get into 100 percent with one specific focus. What's going to be different? <laughs> how are you going to be able to do that? Um, honestly, I, I don't know how to explain it um, because you know for the longest time that's kind of exactly how I was I would just jump from one thing to another but something's different with Earth's best friends I really want it to succeed and I think even if I get distracted with some cool ideas like I'm working on an RPG maker game right now just not even based off it's just something I'm doing because I'm creative and you know sometimes writing comics is is great and all, but sometimes I need to put my creative juices into something else sometimes, but that's really more for me than it is just, you know, but it's like, um, so right now, I mean, as much as I, I want to do other things, it's like Earth's Best Friends is like, all right, this is what I really want to do. Um, I am trying to focus the best I can, you know, it doesn't mean you're not going to get distracted at times, right. but um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you find the per- the perfect project, it, it'll it, it kind of it's like you, you it fits so well that you're like this is it and then this is the project that I'm dedicating my life to here for a while at least you know and uh, could I have a better idea in the future maybe but I don't know <laughs> until then yeah, this the is it part. You know? that's yeah. the part you know and I think the biggest thing biggest lesson I learned was when I decided to come back in 2019 into comics. You know, I wanted to get my my forbidden book out there. Started to catch the crazies, and then it, but then I realized, look, if I'm going to focus on one thing and and just make that my mission, then I can't, I'm not going to I can't do all these other projects. Right. So I narrowed it down and I said, you know what? There's nothing in my toilet. It's I have stories up to 500 issues. I'm just going to focus on this on, on this. And I'm gonna make this my my whole focus for the for the next foreseeable future, and and live or die on it, right? Die on your sword. And I think that's the that's the message, you know, that you know I want to send out there. It's like if you have, you said something a second ago. You said 
when you find a project you love, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's almost as like you're playing to figure out what's going to give you that that sense of fulfillment that you can just say, you know what, this is where I'm going to put all my eggs in. I'm going to focus on this going forward. So you're still playing and you're still in the lab, and that's yeah. fine. And that's great, right? Uh, and I and I get and again, you'll know. Like I knew, this was my baby. This is what I'm going to go with, um, yeah. you know. So when you get to that point, what do you think needs to change? Or what's what do you need to you you need to do based on your history? Um, only you know that you're going to that's going to make a difference with your your project. Um, I mean, once you get to that point, you pretty much need to learn how to be a salesman. <laughs> that's probably my biggest weakness is right. learning knowing how to sell. <laughs> you know, um, and also doesn't doesn't help when you're shy in person. Like I could do, I could do shows like this till I'm blue in the face. No problem. But if we were in person right now, I'd be a lot less talkative, (laughs) you know, like, um, so that that's, that's the biggest thing for me at least, um, is I have to learn to be a better salesman because it's even, even though I I call my, I I never call it a business or, but at the end of the day it is, (laughs) you know, um, I mean, if you want people to read it and buy it, it's a business, whether you like it or not. And that's kind of something that I have a hard time accepting because it's right. like, oh, it takes the creativity out of it. If I think of it in only numbers and, you know, sales, but you have to kind of, I guess you have to find a balance because as much as it's creative, it's also business. And um, yeah. if it's a project that you really want to succeed and a project that you really feel is your your baby, like you said, right? Then, then you have to be willing to do both ends of that, of that uh, coin, so to speak. The best advice I give when you're at a convention is everybody that you make eye contact with, think of it as a cousin you haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> okay. One of the things I do is like, hey, I think, hey, like, what, I know you, right? And I, and I and I usually get excited when I see them, and I try to lure them in because. Mm-hmm. And then when they when they when they pick up the book, next you know I, I I'm a touchy Philly guy. I put I, I, I was at ZoloCon, and okay. uh, these guys came walking over. They were like, "Oh, this name my toilet," and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And I heard them talking, and it sounded like they were from the Bronx. And I was, so I was, so I brought up some things that they would relate to, and they clicked, and we clicked, and we just started talking. We're high fiving. The biggest mm-hmm. thing is stop thinking of it as a business when you're there. Yeah. Click. Because now you're in your playground, you're in your sandbox, and have fun. That's what that's what's awkward for us as creatives. It took us a long time to figure that out, because yeah. I, I same way, because you're like, well, they're not gonna like my stuff. Oh, you know, whatever. You, you make all these excuses in your head, and you're like, yeah. oh, what am I gonna say? You know, the elevator pitch. But now I'm gonna be, I'm gonna sound like a broken record. I'm gonna say this all the time, right? <laughs> you gotta make every experience a new experience and treat every single person as if it's a long lost relative and just have fun because you did all the hard work. This is when when you're at a convention where you should be able to play and have fun. That's true. You know? And if you can switch your mindset to just be in your sandbox and play and build your sandcastle, you're gonna wind up having a better experience than you went there de- treating it as a business thing. I gotta sell this many units to make this yeah, right. and do all this, so then you put all this unnecessary pressure on yourself. Right, uh, yeah, and, and, and now your head's not in the game because you're distracted because you're looking at that book and you I just sold this many. How much is that? You know, you try to tally it up. Right? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you'll have more fun because it should be fun because you did all the work. The hard part is getting it together and and putting that book together. Yeah. When you're when you're when you're on the on the court, that's when you should be playing basketball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, and then that'll help, but it takes practice, right? You got yeah. it takes practice oh, yeah. because I mean, I had that for a long time. For a long time, George was the one talking to everybody. I, I looked like a I looked like a militant soldier. And I was just like, you know, <laughs> I wasn't talking to anybody. Yeah, right? well, that's, yeah. That, that's that's the good that's a good point. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure there was one convention when I went to it was my my daughter did a lot of the selling for me. <laughs> you know, like she was better at talking to people than I am half the time. And, then uh, there was another show where my wife got me more sales than I got myself. So it's like <laughs> everybody could talk to the family better than I can. And you're <laughs> you the know? creator. So that's why yeah, exactly. you, know, you should be the most interesting person in the room. And exactly. you got to figure out how to make that happen by taking you know, taking that cloud and moving it away and just have fun. 
if you if you can't have fun at a convention, my my advice is don't go because you're gonna lose nah. money. Have fun, um, and 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 you'll do and you'll do fine. So, what can we expect? You know, from from Earth Best Gotti in twenty twenty three. Um, well, I've, I've got, like I said, I've got book four, which introduces the tween Titans, <laughs> which, um, is these two, uh, two alien girls that, uh, pretty much they pose themselves as preteens, uh, in middle school and they want to go to school and they just try really hard to pretend that they're, and the teacher doesn't notice that they're not actually students in the class. Um, and then, uh, the first, the first episode has, has them just kind of reminiscing about, um, the first time they got involved in, in a crime and what happened was uh, Zoe slash Sparkle Girl ended up actually uh, helping the bad guys thinking she was not helping the bad guys. So she ended up helping them rob the bank. <laughs> She's like, thank you. Don't need to thank me, uh, citizens. And they're like, what the heck is going on here? You know, um, it's kind of like a fish out of water thing. I guess it's kind of like an alien trope, but then they get uh, confronted by by this kid or by this or not this kid because they're, they're, I, I call them all like they're all like tweens but not really because they're aliens but that's what they look like. Uh, so Ring Boy comes in and they're like, "Who is this guy?" And it turns out he's also from the same planet as them. And he's like, "I came all this way because I love you. I want we want I want to be with you guys forever." They're like, "What are you talking about? Love is forbidden on our planet, right?" So it's like, um, so they fight and. Uh, you know, he has this ring that, that essentially creates these like really like elastic bubbles. And then uh whereas Sparkle Girl has essentially the powers of Jubilee <laughs> and uh and um Ashley is the superhero named her sister um <laughs> Phoenix. The the joke with that is she's got such an awesome name when she's just Phoenix that her superhero name has to be something boring like Ashley. So Sparkle Girl and Ashley. <laughs> um, and that's just one of the, the things, you know, because Earth's Best Friends is this anthology. Um, and so I, cr I create a bunch of different, I have a bunch of different stories that are going, but they intertwine a little bit. Um, the first few like books I've done really focused on hyper feline ninja heroes. Um, it's kind of like my flagship uh, series, I guess you could say. Right. Um, but book book four, what I'm calling book four, is going to have a lot more stories that aren't focused on them. Um, right. But there will, I mean, there'll still be a few because you know they are the most interesting. Uh, they're the ones that I've written the most for. So, um, like Tween Titans will probably feel a little, a little uh, like um, rough around the edges because. I'm not as com not that I'm not comfortable writing them, but I haven't had as much practice writing for them because it was literally a um, when I wrote Earth's Best Friends, it started as a novel. I've talked about that before. Right. Twin Titans didn't exist in that novel. Um, the Twin Titans are a product of my last Kickstarter project, um, where someone went to the top tier to put them into the comic, and it was a friend of mine who has two daughters, and that's who I named the characters after: Zoe and Phoenix. And they became the tween titans. And so I had to create stories for them and intertwine them into this world that they didn't originally exist in. So um, and then there's some really cool, uh, there's a really cool story about the um, this uh, this girl from Animal Teens named um, Selena. And uh, she transforms into a snake. And uh, she's essentially the bad guy. Um, you do see, you do see them. You do see uh, Harlan fight a snake woman in the first Animal Teens issue, and um, but this is kind of this is called a day in the life, and basically just follows her through a normal day of her like everyday life, and she's narrating it, and she's just talking about how like you know I, it's just something weird about my. She's just kind of like. Like my parents are rich. I have all, I'm super popular. I'm a cheerleader, but there's just something weird. And then like, as the narration goes, it's like, there's something weird. And she transforms into the snake. She robs a jewelry store. And um, what's cool is there'll be a, there'll be an episode later on where it hits the same points, but it's, but it's a, a different person narrating her, that same like scenes, I guess you could say. So it's kind of cool. Um, and then there's, of course, uh, there's going to be a um, 
there's going to be a big crossover between hyperfeeling engineers and tween titans. That's going to be exciting. I, I really enjoyed writing that one. So there's a lot, a lot of fun stuff to expect from what's what I'm calling book four. Um, and some of it's done, some of it's done, but it's going to take till about September to finish. And but it's all very super exciting. Not, not only that, but there's the game, <laughs> the, the, the little beat 'em up game that he made, right. and uh, and. And there'll be some comics explained videos I'll be doing throughout the year as well. And now, why did you choose to go with uh, Amazon and, and Kindle? Uh, basically, because I mean, it, as far as distribution goes, I mean, everybody knows what Kindle is. Com you know, you say you're on Webtoons, people are like, "What's that?" You know, you say you're on Kindle, they're like, "Oh, Kindle! I know Kindle." <laughs> right. You know, as far as distribution goes, that, that's as that's as big as it gets, you know, for, for digital platforms and stuff. So I am still offering the full volume one, which I will be discontinuing, but um, because I'm going the individual route now, but um, yeah. So, um, and on Amazon, it's two episodes per book, whereas in print, it's one episode per book on Lulu. All right. So, I have on my website, I have two different uh, release schedules, one for Amazon, one for Lulu, because they're slightly different. <laughs> All right. Now, Kim, if people wanted to get physical copies from you, could they? Yes, on Lulu. On Lulu. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so the same, same, you know, you go there, you order it. Um, it you could get uh, Hyperfeeling Ninja Heroes number one. Um, I believe we have, and I, I shouldn't be offering that volume one, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> that was supposed to be just for me, but <laughs> I guess I accidentally put it up on the shop. So I guess if you want, if you want right now, you can buy it, but I, uh, I wasn't meant to sell that right now, but because <laughs> I am just continuing the print because um, it's just, it's an expensive book. I have to charge like $30 for it now. It's right. crazy. I was charging 15 before, you know, <laughs> Right now is Lulu print on demand? It is print on demand, just just like uh, Book Patch was, or any any of those places really are. Right. And uh, the only reason I don't do Amazon print is because they won't accept my PDF files. Well, Amazon's <laughs> very complicated. Um, you know, it, uh, I don't do anything. Any, I'm, I, in fact, I'm pulling in my my entire inventory from Amazon as far as books are concerned. I only do apparel with Amazon. Um, oh, okay. I saw actually my books sell better on my website than any other. I mean, cause I was, I'm on, um, what was the other one that you just global, uh, um, Lulu. No, uh, global comics as well. Oh, oh um, yeah, yeah. Nothing's moved on global comics. Nothing moved on Amazon. Everything's been through my, all my eBooks and all my physical copies I've sold through my website. And so oh, I was like, right. you know what? I don't need these third parties anymore. Yeah. Um, they don't do anything for me. So I just, you know, because, Amazon's built for you to spend money on advertisements in order to drive traffic towards your product. That's true. Um, so, yeah. I'm, why am I going to pay you? So, I'd rather just use all of my social platforms to drive traffic to my website and keep and call it a day, and and pick up the middleman outside of apparel. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the only reason why I don't use third party anymore. It's good. Yeah. Um, and so your website is. Yeah. EarthsBestEntertainment.com. I changed the the uh, changed the 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 uh, domain name. It's now EarthsBestEntertainment.com. Easy to remember now because before it was a little weird. It was like EarthsBestFriends.co. <laughs> yeah, because so. it comes up EarthsBestEntertainment.mystrikingly.com. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a domain name. It like just brings you to the Strikingly page because that's the that's the website um, host. Strikingly. Right. And yeah, so that's. So yeah, those are the release schedule, the production schedule. So yeah, the production schedule I'm constantly updating because it depends on how fast or slow the artist is. He uh, just he actually just got COVID, so it delayed things a little bit. But so yeah, it, it's crazy. I got hit with the flu this year too, twice. The other was the flu. <laughs> yeah, I had COVID in the beginning when it first um, started spreading, and then I had it last. Last uh, G uh, April, when I went to Vegas, um, I got it there. Uh, I knew exactly how. I was in a crowded elevator without my mask, and my nose started itching. 
And uh, you know me when my nose starts itching, there's somebody sick around me, and I'm gonna get sick. Um, and um, and next, then the body ache started, and then they it was just horrible. It, it was horrible. But oh, um, but you know what? My body's built in. You know, it's getting stronger because of it. So you know yeah. what? That's all. That's all I care about. So <clears throat> elevator pitch. I, you know, it's your time. Let everybody know why they should check out your stuff, where they can find you on social media, um, and where on on your YouTube channel as well. So uh, I'm gonna give you the screen. Go for it. All right. So Earth's Best Friends is a is a uh, all ages family friendly superhero anthology about various superheroes that eventually get together and save the world from evil. And uh, you could check me out on my website, earthsbestentertainment.com. That's where you can find all my social media platforms as well as my YouTube channel and where to buy my book as well. And uh, it's great if you got kids. It's great if you love Saturday morning cartoons because that's what has inspired heavily what inspired me to create it. I'm heavily inspired by 90s, 80s Saturday morning cartoons. So you'll, there, there's something for everyone in, in Earth's Best Friends. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, thanks, Mike, Mike, for coming back on the show. You know, wish you much uh, success in 2023. Remember, guys, don't wake up one morning and say, "I'm gonna do, I'm gonna launch my Kickstarter page." Today. <laughs> 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 you know, George and I would sit back, and you weren't the only one. It was dozens, dozens of indies that were just doing these things. I'm like, why, why? <laughs> you know, we have, you know, JD Calderon, right? You know, he's very yeah. successful on crowdfunding, right? Him and Daphne Lays, extremely successful on oh, crowdfunding. Yeah. We had a three-episode um, how to start, the middle, and end a crowdfunding campaign with J.D. Conneron <laughs> on Cast the Crazy. And we tell everybody, check out that video before, those three videos before you do anything. People yeah. just say, I know better, and they just go run with it. I'm like, no. You know, it, 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 it takes a lot of time, a lot of investment. It's, it, running a campaign is stressful as enough as it is to stop oh, yeah. putting unnecessary pressure on yourself to just, just, just pop it up. Because now, you know, you know, it's because it, it's you, it's your brand. So you don't want to do that to yourself. And it's very disheartening when you when you don't make it, you know, and it, and having to bounce back between that. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that, um, again, we all make mistakes. I made a bunch of mistakes in 2022 that I, I won't repeat, but they were part of my journey, my learning and my growing. We all do. So uh, and that's what life is about. As long as we can bounce back and get back in the game. Um, that's all that matters, right? And so uh, you have a good product. You, you know, uh, again, we're all growing in this business. Keep growing, you know, and uh, keep pushing hard and don't give up, buddy. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you for being on the show. And we wish you success. And when you're gonna, when you launch it, let us know. I definitely, definitely will. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. See you later. All right. So that's Mike. Earth's Best Gotti. Again, the link is in the summary. Check out the website. Um, go to earthbestentertainment.com. Um, and uh, But he's also on Facebook. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's everywhere. So go check it out. He's also on YouTube um, if you haven't done so already. Um, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up if you haven't done that. Um, and don't forget, you know, I really want you all to be there on the 3rd, January 3rd, which is next Tuesday. Come on, next Tuesday. Are you going to be there? Are you going to party with us? Are you going to party with the dudester? Come on. You're going to shake a tail feather? You're going to dance like aliens never danced before? Join us January 3rd, right here, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. George the Dream of Medina, Anibal the Animal Arroyos, and myself are going to be celebrating book number four. It's a milestone. It's an amazing journey. I'm excited about this. All newly drawn, newly colored, um, new dialogue. Uh, in fact, everything from book four on is all newly illustrated stuff. So I'm excited to share that with you because I get better every day as an illustrator and as a colorist as well and as a storyteller. And, uh, you know, show us your favorite dudester. Come down and join the party. We got some special plans in store. Remember, you come back, you get this for free. All you have to do is get a physical copy and you get this for free. And if you haven't showed you already, this is the homage cover, right? So this is a variant cover. I only did one for this campaign, one variant cover. This is it. Look at this. This is homage to Sergeant Rock. And you're probably saying, Sergeant Rock, why Sergeant Rock? I'll tell you why Sergeant Rock. First of all, Sergeant Rock is the first comic book I ever purchased on my own with my own money. Crazy. I walked into a candy store. They had the spinner rack. I was really dead to get some jellyfishes and, and the 25 cents juice. And I saw it and I was like, oh, I got to get Sergeant Rock. And this is one of the covers. I think it was... Um, 
uh, one is issue number 168 of Sergeant Rock. And, um, and because duty becomes a soldier in this issue, uh, I thought it was fitting to use that as the homage. So while everybody is do using the Spider-Man covers, the, you know, everyone's, you know, doing all the stuff that the Superman covers, like everybody else does, I'm going back to the rock. And uh, this is amazing. This variant cover is available on the campaign. This is the proof. You see, there's the proof, right? I approved the proof. Good thing. I, the good thing I got the proof because I found an error and I had to go and fix it. Um, so always get a proof, guys. Don't go straight to print. Get a proof. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Um, lots going to happen on the show. Show us your favorite dudester. If you have photos with you with the book, if you have any um testimonies send it my way video testimonies selfies send it my way because we're going to be playing it on the live show i hope to see you there and don't forget guys um my art channel i have a new episode every sundays every sundays there's a new episode on my art channel and it's chock full of tips um you know behind the scenes conventions um on how to set up for conventions how do you sell your prints you know how to determine your price points you know the last episode i just had was um you know, inking for, um, for for beginners. And I talk about this amazing book that I have on inking right here. This book, this book I bought in, um, I'm going to date myself, late 90s. I paid at Borders $15.95. You can get this book for like $5 now on Amazon. Crazy. Look how thick this book is. This book has perspective has inking, has how to draw cars and ships. And this is the best book ever. So if you don't have this book, it's called uh, The Thomas and Hudson Manual of Rendering with Pen and Ink. You need to get this book. The link is also on that video chat. So you go to Art of Samuel for more on that and uh, a whole lot more. So, um, and this Sunday, again, I have a problem with storage and I'm going to go, um, walk through it. So I'm looking forward to that. So if you haven't done so already, subscribe, hit that like button, share, tell a friend. We'll see you on Thursday morning. George and I will be back for the morning brew. We're going to talk about his adventure in Chicago with that bomb storm, whatever that cyclone snowstorm. And, uh, you know, we wish you guys, you, you know, uh, um, Merry Christmas and a, uh, and we'll see you right before New Year's. All right. So talk to you guys soon. I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera. Thank you, Aurelis, for joining us today. Thank you, Lupans, for joining us today. And everybody else has been watching silently. I've been seeing the ticker go up and down. So thank you all for watching. And uh, with that said, I'm out. I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera. You guys have a blessed day. Peace. Crazy. Now I was talking about my friend, Aquis. I met him the Say my name, say my name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were thinking? Oh, you described me. He said, I'm the idiot. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. Uh, this is Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs>